Welcome to this episode of Orbital News. I am your science communicator, Alex Giorfanos, and today in space, we'll be talking all about Planet Nine, or Planet X, really, however you'd like it. Uh, I'll refer to it as both throughout the episode. Although the prediction of a ninth planet is not new, there has been a lot of buzz about Planet Nine recently, and it was a good time to go over it all and share some of the recent news and discoveries around the hunt for Planet X that includes a new Kuiper Belt object with a strange orbit and 12 new moons around one of our largest planets. So, let's begin. Planet Nine is the hypothetical planet introduced to explain a strange phenomenon with some of the most distant objects in the Kuiper Belt of our solar system. This Planet X is predicted to be 10 times the mass of Earth and 5,000 times more massive than Pluto. It was predicted to exist after an announcement in January of 2015 by two Caltech astronomers, Konstantin Batygin and Mike Brown. Their research and wild prediction was based on detailed mathematical modeling and computer simulations that essentially created a simulated solar system that included Planet Nine. They have been testing this simulated solar system and trying to look for gaps or holes in their prediction, basically to prove themselves wrong. Now we all know that Pluto was originally the ninth planet, but after a reclassification in 2006, what we define as a planet has changed. There are three criteria for an object in orbit to be classified as a planet. Number one, the celestial body must be in orbit around its sun. Number two, the planet itself must be round in shape. And number three, the planet must have nothing in its path. Pluto has two of these criteria, but its orbit does have objects in its path due to the chaos of the Kuiper belt, its slightly tilted orbit, and its smaller size and gravitational influence. So if Planet Nine were to exist, it would have to pass all three of these classifications to be considered our ninth planet. In case you didn't know, the person responsible for demoting Pluto, and who named themselves aptly the Pluto Killer, is Mike Brown. Yes, the same Mike Brown predicting there is a Planet Nine. Mike Brown may have killed Pluto, but could also be responsible for giving us another planet in its place. If you'd like to follow Mike Brown on Twitter, his handle is at PlutoKiller. <laughs> Let's do a quick summary about the Kuiper Belt. It's the place where not only Pluto lives, but where an entire belt of objects reside in the deep dark of the third zone of our solar system. The Kuiper Belt is a donut-shaped ring of icy objects around the Sun, extending just beyond the orbit of Neptune from about 30 to 55 astronomical units. It is similar to the asteroid belt, but is about 20 times wider and up to 200 times as massive. When the solar system first formed, it was filled with dust and debris and some of that balled together to make our planets. Those planets picked up more debris while orbiting and the rest eventually orbited into the sun or out of the solar system or in the asteroid belt. Our eight planets did a great job of cleaning out the debris from the sun to 30 astronomical units, but the debris left over remaining orbited out to 55 AU is what we call the Kuiper Belt. The New Horizons spacecraft responsible for the historic flyby of Pluto system is on its way to the Kuiper Belt, Object 2014 MU69, and engaging in another historic flyby shortly after midnight, Eastern Time, January 1st, 2019. According to NASA, this KBO is the most primitive and most distant object ever explored, and is a pristine building block of our solar system. 
according to an article from Quanta magazine, astronomers are reporting that they have spotted another distant world, perhaps as large as a dwarf planet, whose orbit is so odd that it is likely to have been shepherded by Planet 9. This new discovery of Object 2015, BP-519, these have great names, don't they, has an orbital plane that is angled 54 degrees above nearly all the other objects in the solar system that are orbiting in the same plane. One of the only ways to explain this strange orbit is by having Planet 9 in the mix, balancing the orbit and making it stable so it doesn't go into the sun or get launched out into deep space right away. This object was discovered by the Dark Energy Survey, which is a project that probes the acceleration in the expansion of the universe by surveying a region well above the plane of the solar system, which is why they were able to discover the object in the first place. Had Mike Brown and Constantine Patigan not made the prediction of Planet Nine's strange angled orbit, David Gerdes and the Dark Energy Survey team may have never looked there. One of the things that Mike Brown and Constantine predicted was that Planet Nine would slowly push objects away from the solar system that don't lie in the orbital plane like the rest of the objects, or in other words, the orbit has a significant inclination. That's due to Planet Nine probably orbiting at a slight incli inclination as well. So over time, the nature of that orbit and a massive Planet Nine is to push everything out of the orbital plane further away. Since the Dark Energy Survey first discovered the new object, 2015 BP-519, they have been trying to explain the very strange 54-degree inclination in its orbit by running simulations of the solar system forward and backward four and a half billion years. There seemed to be no way that an object like this could be orbiting how it is, but when they added the same characteristics Mike and Constantine predicted for Planet Nine into the mix, everything lined up. Juliette Becker, a graduate student at Michigan and the lead author on the new paper about this object said, the second you put Planet Nine in the simulations, not only can you form objects like this object, but you absolutely do. It fits so well in the simulations that Mike and Constantine have made an inclusionary Planet Nine solar system. It fits well. It's almost as if it's a data point in their simulation. To quote Mike Brown, a good theory reproduces data but a great theory predicts new data. And according to Constantine, there is no other way to populate the Kuiper Belt with such highly inclined bodies. I think the case for the existence of Planet Nine is now genuinely excellent. But discoveries don't stop there. There have been 12 new moons of Jupiter found in the hunt for Planet Nine. Nine of those 12 moons are located farther out than the classical and visible Galilean moons. These moons are also orbiting in retrograde, which means that the moons are orbiting the opposite direction that Jupiter is rotating. There are two other moons orbiting closer to the Galilean moons in prograde orbits, meaning they rotate with the planet. But there is a rogue moon currently named Valetudo that is in prograde orbit amongst the retrograde group of moons. This is, as the article from SmithsonianMag.com states, is like driving down the highway on the wrong side of the road. Eventually, this rogue prograde moon, named after the Roman god of health and hygiene, will impact one or more of these moons. This type of head-on collision, according to the article, is likely, is likely still rare, relatively rare, as it occurs every billion years or so, but the impact would be possible to view from Earth, according to the researchers. There doesn't seem to be any 
consensus on when the new moons are, were created, but it's believed to have come from another moon impacting each other, as well as asteroids impacting and then orbiting their pieces around Jupiter. So we'll have to keep observing to see if we're on the lucky side of that billion year impact zone. Each of these moons are no larger than two miles or so in diameter. To compare these with the Galilean moons, they're very small, since one of the Galilean moons, Ganymede, is about the same size as Mercury. The retrograde outer moons and Valetudo take two Earth years to complete around one orbit of Jupiter, while the inner prograde pair of moons orbit every Earth year. Valetudo is about two-thirds of a mile in diameter, which you would think is pretty small for a moon, but currently there isn't a clear definition of what a moon is, which technically means any dust particle orbiting a planet could be considered a moon right now. But since the technology to inspect every single dust particle at Jupiter for its size and accurate orbit doesn't exist, it's hard to adjust for this. It's the same kind of issue there is with defining planets, which, of course, is what made the whole Pluto killer thing a problem for most people. But in the meantime, we wait until we find more exciting discoveries to help us better understand the universe around us. Discoveries like Planet 9, uh, Object 2015 BP519, and Valetudo among the 12 new moons found around Jupiter, all of these happened because, as humans, we looked at the information in front of us and asked, why? Whether you're searching for dark energy to explain the peculiar expansion of the universe, trying to find a ninth planet to explain the unexplained nature of the most distant Kuiper Belt objects, or simply trying to figure out the world in front of you, science can help you sift through what seems to be impossible or unexplainable things and gather data that may change the way we look at the universe around us. Science can be your guide through the unknown. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Orbital News. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. You can find all the links for the topics we discussed today in the video description or on our website at todayinspace.net. If you are a Pluto lover, check out our song called Pluto the Misunderstood, an electronic science song about the demotion of Pluto and the strange connection humans had to a planet they never actually knew before New Horizons' historic flyby gave us our first incredible views of this now dwarf planetary system. It's available to purchase on iTunes, is streaming on Spotify, and can be listened to for free on SoundCloud. You can find these links uh, in this episode's description as well. I am your science communicator, Alex Girofanos. I hope you have a great week, and make sure to, as always, spread love and spread science.